0: Hey, everyone, welcome to Pew Pew panel. I'm Ava Flanell and co-host Dalen Schaefer from Civilian Tactical. And before we get into the show, Dalen, you wanted to talk about Stag Arms, right?
1: Stag Arms, yeah, we wanted to talk about them really quickly. They are a sponsor of the channel, so a huge thank you to them. They make some amazing guns. So we really wanted to encourage you guys to check them out. They have some really awesome guns that they did. They recently did a limited run of the We the People guns, which was selling out super quick. No idea if those are even still in stock, but they went super fast. They have a bunch of really awesome stuff. Recently I talked to my local gun shop and they're like value for the money. We tell people Stag. Um, And so that's just something interesting to know. The affordability there for Stag is huge. And we have a coupon code. So use coupon code PewPew10 for 10% off Stag Arms products. That helps let them know that we sent you Um, And so it's sort of a win-win there. Definitely check them out.
0: Yeah. And 10% off is actually really, um, I mean, really awesome. So definitely check it out, stagarms.com.
1: And today we're going to be talking about pocket pistols, the pros and the cons. Are they even useful? And so we're going to be getting into that a little bit later. But first, we're going to start with our mail call. This is the segment where people send us stuff and we tell you guys about it. Uh, whether it be good, whether it be crazy, um, just whatever we got recently. And for me, I'll just kick it first because we're on the subject of pocket pistols today. Recently, I picked up a kel P380. This wasn't actually anything anybody sent me, but send me all the kel P380s you want, anybody listening. It's just a small gun made by kel It's actually discontinued, the one I got in 380 auto. And it is a dream to shoot. I love to shoot it. I'm not going to say why I love it so much or who told me that I should get it, but it is a ton of fun to shoot and it's very irrational because I took it out, I've taken it out quite a few times recently. I let people shoot it and they say it's the worst gun they've ever shot (laughs) and I love it. I I couldn't love it more. So that's my mail call, the kel P380. I think I want to pick up a holster for it because you know, if you're going to carry it in your pocket, you definitely want to put it in a holster. But yeah, that's sort of what I got recently. How about you,
0: Ava? All right. So you mentioned holster. Well, I have good news. So my friend, Ryan, he has a holster company called Sake Holsters, S-A-E-K. And what I love about his stuff. So recently I did scenario shooting and um, I did the Canic SFX and it comes with a holster. It's not like amazing. I mean, it does, you know, what it's supposed to do. but. Um, I also noticed that like the magazines on the SFX are a little bit smaller than like your typical double stack mag. So like I couldn't even find any uh, holster mags or I'm sorry, holsters for my mags that would like fit well. So I contacted Ryan and what I love about his stuff is like unlike any other Kydex holster company in my like that I've experienced from the minute you order from him to the minute you have it in your hand, you're looking at a week. He's located in Washington, but he is like so quick. I messaged him while I was driving to the range to do the scenario tree training. I told him I was like, surprise me with whatever color. If you guys can see our YouTube video, it's like black with, oops, sorry, black with like a little bit of blue swirls. And then inside is like a kind of like a turquoise blue. It's not over the top, but really kind of cool. I just said, as long as it's not black, so that I could differentiate, you know, when I'm rummaging through my box of holsters. Um, but he also tests everything. It has like really nice, smooth edges. Like he just does such a good job. And by the time I was done with my scenario shooting, he's like, yeah, I'm done creating it. It's going in the mail tomorrow. So if you guys want to check it out, it's sakeholsters, S A E K holsters.com. You could also look them up on Instagram. And if you use the code AVA10, I believe AVA10, all one word, you're going to get to have set off.
1: That's awesome. Uh huge thank you to anybody who's sending mail. It's awesome, it's fun for us to share it with everybody. Uh, it's just cool to be able, it feels like Christmas and we're, we wanna be able to share that with you guys and we're opening up all this really cool stuff. And that brings us, Ava, to our Would You Rather segment. So the Would You Rather segment, you guys send us ridiculous Would You Rather questions. So as we're saying ours, think of ones you want to send. You can either drop them in the comments or even better so that we know that they're there, send them to our email. It is panel at gmail.com. The first would you rather question. If you could only have one Glock, would you rather a stock Glock or a Gucci Glock? This is like, in your whole safe, you can only have one Glock. Would you rather it be a Gucci Glock or a stock Glock? What are your thoughts on this, Ava?
0: So although that was such a head turner for me, like a few years ago, whenever I'd see this like super, like, I guess, souped out Gucci, and I was like, wow, that looks amazing. It's beautiful. I've also after putting together so many different guns that are on the Glock platform and um, upgrading some parts. And I don't want to say like, I'm a crappy gunsmith. Maybe it is just me. But I've also tried out like some guns that were already put together from other companies and... I think for self-defense, I would go with just a stock Glock, but if we're just using, you know, just something fun on the range, it's going to be a little bit more pleasant to shoot than I would go Gucci Glock. But I would say, yeah, I mean, nowadays, a lot of this stuff, I just keep it stock because it's going to hold the warranty, but also it's more likely to work as opposed to me attempting to, you know, make a few changes here and there, and then it just doesn't line up properly.
1: Yeah, so that's an interesting way to look at it, like from the self defense perspective, because I can see that if you're self defense, you don't want to be trusting your life to like a trigger that you put in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You want it to be factory. But that being said, like, I think I have enough other guns I would use to fill that role. And so for me, looking at just the Glocks, if I have to have one in my safe, I mean, part of me, I do have a Glock in my safe. And it's mostly just to say that I have a Glock because I'm not. Terribly partial two blocks, and I can't even remember the last time that I shot it. It was probably a couple of months ago. Is it Gucci? So <laughs> it's not very Gucci'd up. It has a threaded barrel and it has a Timney trigger, which was a massive improvement. But I think I would probably go with the Gucci Glock if we're talking about just going all out, only because. I don't know, for stock Glock, for what it does, there's just so many other guns I would use to fill that same role. Mm -hmm. So I think I would go more Gucci Glock. And the Glock I have is slightly Gucci just because some parts are interchanged, but it's not like when you're thinking Gucci Glock, you're thinking the shiny slide and the lightning cuts and ultra light. It's nothing like that. So I think I would go more the Gucci Glock route if I could only have one. I think that's what I'd pick.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Next question is, would you rather shoot every gun you don't have, but never own them or own every gun there is but never shoot them?
1: Wow. That takes me a minute to be able to process in my. Head I know. At that first, I was
0: even I know I was like, would you rather like, okay, wait. So I mean, hands down, I would rather shoot them than own them. Because if I I mean, that's like having candy everywhere around your house. I mean, if you're, if you guys know me, I'm like a huge sugar fiend and it's just on display. Cool. Who cares if I can't taste the candy that sucks. Um. So I'd rather like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything more fun than like shooting a gun. And yeah. so if I could just shoot all the time versus look at my guns, I would hands down rather shoot them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like shooting so much. If, Now, if this was like the caveat was I could at least keep the guns that I have, that might change it a little bit. But this, I feel like, is almost a question for collectors because I know a lot of people out there that they love to find these rare guns, these guns that nobody's ever seen, and they don't shoot them. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to find a really interesting piece of history, a gun that maybe you shouldn't be shooting because who knows how reliable it's going to be. Um, Now, inevitably, everybody who collects these guns does take the opportunity to shoot them at least a couple times. But I feel like this question is more posed for that. If I could keep the guns in my safe that I currently have and shoot those ones, but then never shoot all the other guns in the world, I think I would would take it. But this question is specifically, would you rather shoot every gun that you don't have but never own it?
0: No, that's actually... yeah, that's yeah, actually a really it. good point. And I guess I'm not thinking about it from the collector standpoint. So um, and, and my dad has like a lot of guns that I recently just um, put on my YouTube channel where he's talking about guns used in the Revolutionary War and the Civil War. And he's like, I would love to shoot these, but they're so old that like one, if anything happens, like who even knows if it's reliable and safe. Um, but Imagine if, even from a collector standpoint, if it does, if it shot and something happened, like then you just destroyed this really expensive timepiece and a part of history. So I could completely understand that as well. So yeah, it's. It, I guess at first I'm like, what a stupid question. Of course, but then when you rephrased it as a collector standpoint, then it totally makes sense.
1: And I think somebody has to take a hit for all of humanity, you know, to have one collector that has every gun, somebody has to take a hit, just say, I'm never going to shoot a gun for my whole life, because I feel like the history value there would be huge. Do I want that person to be me? Not really. But I think I would do it if that was the only option. If I had to be the savior of firearms history, maybe I would, uh, maybe I would take it.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. All right, well unfortunately, we only had two questions this segment, but if you guys want to ask us a question, just feel free to email us at pewpewpanel at gmail.com and ask away. It could be something crazy, something that is you know definitely requires some, you know some I uh, think that Sudafed's kicking in again <laughs> some some you know some back and forth um, and maybe we don't even come to a solid answer like, we kind of just did, but definitely ask away because we really we really want to encourage our listeners to get involved and engage with us. And that's kind of like the foundation of the entire show. So again, pew pew panel at gmail.com.
1: And if you're wondering what format to follow when you submit these questions, they tend to follow the would you rather fight a duck-sized hundred horse duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck. <laughs> that seems right. to be the general like way to do this so if you guys want an easy format that's always an easy way to do these would you rather uh questions and then that brings us to our listener questions there is one listener question so this is for both you and me Ava. and again you guys can submit these questions to us at at gmail.com what is the least favorite gun that you own your absolute least favorite gun either like it's an unenjoyable experience to shoot it where you just see it in your safe and you're like, I don't want to touch that thing with 10 foot pole.
0: So I would say there's not that many guns that I have that I don't like. Um, But with that said, I do have a sky pistol that um, I haven't shot in like a few years. And it actually was fairly reliable. The only thing that I didn't like about it was like the really long double action trigger. Uh, So that's not really that pleasant to shoot. And then I hope I don't get a lot of slack for this um, because Smith & Wesson does, um, they sponsor my other podcast, Gun Funny, but I wasn't a huge fan of the M&P-12 shotgun, but on the other hand, I also wasn't a huge fan of the, uh, um, sorry, the Tavor TS-12 from IWI, that shotgun. I'm not a big fan of like the Bullpup shotgun like I like a little bit of recoil. And in that case, like 22 sometimes can be a little boring for me to shoot. But on the opposite end of that, um, the, you know, the short barrel shotgun, just, I mean, you could fire up a few rounds. It's kind of fun. And then after that, you're just like, eh, all right, I'm done with it. And I kind of want to shoot something else. And I think that could just be that, you know, like I'm a little bit more of a, I have a, a smaller frame.
1: Yeah, and my, I mean, I've shot that gun before. Again, it's really fun. So if anybody's unfamiliar, it has the dual feeding tubes. Um, and so you can switch from like left tube to right tube. So if you're loading, like, you can fit a lot of shells in there. So if anybody's unfamiliar with that gun.
0: Yeah, this is the M&P-12. The TS-12 has three, uh, essentially three tubes, and it rotates on the bottom. So, I mean, both guns, the concept's really cool. As far as shooting it, though, I'm sure, I mean, I know people that love it. Um, but I just wasn't, it wasn't like my go-to gun.
1: And that one tends to just pinch the heck out of ho- heck out of my thumb when I'm like driving yes. those rounds in there.
0: That was is, another it, thing. Like,
1: I had a buddy who like ripped skin off his thumb like yeah. twice. And so I was just like, t- I was terrified to get my thumb stuck in there. So that yeah. is something to keep in mind. Use gloves if you're going to be loading that one.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Dylan, what's your least favorite
1: gun? Uh, my least favorite. So there i know i had one specifically in mind but it's kind of floated away and i know my least favorite should me be my taurus raging hunter in 480 smith and wesson magnum uh, 460 smith and wesson magnum sorry because it is a freaking hand cannon but i actually love that gun like so much it's ridiculous it just costs like three dollars a round to shoot it so i don't so that should be the gun i hate the most because the recoil is absolutely insane but i think like actually actually guns that i hate the most because it's just doesn't work good is uh sar i can't remember which model specifically i think it's a polymer clone of a beretta but the polymer on that one's just like really pokey and pointy and cuz there's a few sar models that are great but this one specifically and i can't remember it's like a numbers model which always makes it hard to remember it is very pokey and it stabs huh. you. And if you grab the wrong part to rack the slide, it will like pinch your hand and scrape skin off your knuckles. And it's just Same. a little bit of a nightmare. So it's, and, I sh- and I've handed it to people and they haven't had an issue with it. So I know it's just more like the way my hand fits. Yeah. Um, but that is definitely up there. And then, um, yeah, I would say... I would say that would be my number one. And then I have some 12 gauge. There's like a folding 12 gauge that I have. It looks really cool. It's an Axor arms folding 12 gauge, but I don't enjoy shooting it much because the sights are like, you can't change them or adjust them. And they're way off, probably like 24 inches off at like 30 feet. And so it just like, it it drives me nuts because you have to adjust. But the way you adjust, you then cover your target. So that's probably my second least favorite. But like you said, I don't own very many guns that I absolutely hate. Yeah. Um, I usually just give them away. Like, I think I had a... Or I sell them. I think yeah, I, I was going to
0: say, and when you give them away, you facilitate a background check or abide by the laws that are locally.
1: For Yeah, well, I say, I say give it away, but this one I'm actually talking about, I, I sold it. It was a Springfield Hellcat Pro, but it had, like, the... Um, The duty grade trigger, which is like Mm -hmm. a really heavy, like seven pound trigger, which is just made me hate the Hellcat Pro until I realized, oh, not all their triggers are that heavy. Um, So, you know, there's that too, anything with a really heavy trigger. But I generally will just get rid of it by selling it or something like that.
0: Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, now we are in to our main topic. And today's main topic is Are pocket pistols actually trash? And this was a question that I was like, oh, could we talk about this for that long? But the more I thought about it, I was like, well, I guess I do have quite a bit to say about it. But um, starting off, so like for the longest time when I first started in the industry, which was like about 10 years ago, really the only like really tiny micro compact pistols that were available were the Smith & Wesson Bodyguard or the uh, Ruger LCP. And both of those guns are just like, Not fun to shoot. I mean, it feels like a little hand cannon. They're both chambered in 380 ACP, but, um, you know, you fire up a mag and it's just like, yeah, okay. Like that was also, I guess, one of the, my least favorite guns, but it made for a decent backup gun, or even if it was just like your main carry, I dated a guy whose main carry was like the little LCP. And he was like, it just, he had like a little holster for it and it fit perfectly in his back pocket. And as I've said before, like your best gun for carry is the one that you're going to most likely carry. So it just kind of made sense in that respect. Um so yeah, I don't know. I don't wanna I don't wanna take up the whole thing. So Dalen, what do you have to say about it? it?
1: Well, yeah, because I was immediately gonna go into the cons. I was gonna say all the different <laughs> issues, but you do have some good points with the pros. So I'm just gonna share, you know, the pros that I see as well um because there's a there's some big cons but there are some big pros one of the main ones is you there's sort of like this rule that the easier it is to carry a gun the more likely you are to carry it Mm -hmm. and that's sort of where pocket pistols can fall in so let's say you are close to your mailbox you want to go check the mail but you also know that you should have a gun but you don't want to put on your belt you don't want to put on your holster and take your gun out of the safe. You could just pop out a pocket pistol, stick it in your pocket and take it with you. You do just have to understand you're giving up a few different things when it comes to usability. But the pro is that you are more likely to use it, which means your work, it's Mm -hmm. easier to use, so you're more likely to use it. So that's a big pro when it comes to pocket pistols. And they shouldn't fill the spot of your everyday carry that's like not the purpose at all like you said backup guns or just like a really quick gun if you're going to go over to the gas station to you know pick something up to grab some food go order your pizza or whatever and you're just doing a really quick trip there is a big spot for pocket pistols and they can actually be accurate they will never be as accurate as a full-size gun but they can be accurate and if you practice with them, which I've been doing a lot with my Keltec P3AT, just because I have I have a ton of fun with it. If you train <laughs> with it, you can shoot well, and that's just sort of you know it's not going to be the first gun you want to learn with, which we're going to get into. But you can get accurate enough to get shots on target at a comfortable distance with that pocket pistol, and if you practice enough, you can be assured really want to know your limitations with a pocket pistol you want to know exactly how accurate the distance you can be accurate to because you don't want to be slinging shots off target but if you practice you can know exactly your capabilities your distance and your range and the pocket pistol will help you defend yourself within that range you're not going to be shooting you know 100 yards with a pocket pistol you're not even going to be shooting 50 yards probably with a pocket pistol is it possible probably yeah. if you trained enough but well, it's sort of say- if you train with it
0: what do they say like most um most self defense circumstances happen within was it like 15 yards or no actually i think it was even less than that it was i want to say it was like it's, 9 yards
1: Yeah it's close enough that pocket pistol would fill it's that It's going
0: hole. to yeah so it's it'll do its job I mean i don't know of any pocket pistols now that you could put an optic on and and in that case like it would defeat the purpose of actually being a pocket pistol. Um, as far as like their sights go, they're not very great. So it's kind of like, I don't know if you'd have really time to like line up those sights, but um, it's not a bad guy. I mean, it's not, it's one of those things. Like it with anything, it has pros and cons. And then I also know a lot of people that do use it as a secondary. So they'll carry it as like an ankle holster and have their primary as like inside waistband. And, you know, if, something happens to their primary then they have that backup. And yeah, so I don't know. And, and it's kind of crazy too because like what guns now are actually being made? Like do you know of any any guns? Like I I don't even know if like the P365 would classify as a pocket pistol. Like when I think pocket pistol, I guess I am thinking of really I mean beyond like micro compact.
1: Yeah, and micro-compact, compa- uh, I would say pocket pistols almost exclusively, I don't even think 9mm, you could get it small that's, enough to... That's
0: what I was thinking too.
1: So is... I would say it's almost exclusively 380, which comes with its own cons, but it can get the job done. I ran some ballistics testing on those rounds, and they do, depending on the rounds, I use defiant munition hollow points. Hmm. Did ballistic testing, you get 12 inches of penetration through a heavy clock barrier, no clogging, and only one of the pedals didn't expand.
0: Interesting. So
1: you do get the penetration you need with the energy impact, getting that cavitation with the 12 inches. So it can be done. And as far as like, are there still, are there still pocket pistols being created? Cause the one I have isn't, but you can get it in 320 auto. Mm-hmm. Um, so the kel does make one in 320 auto. I believe anybody- Are you mean me, 32?
0: Is it 32 auto?
1: 320. Yeah, I don't know where 320 came from. Maybe yeah, sig- yeah. 320.
0: I think but yeah, 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 absolutely. You
1: knew what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay, so we're gonna take a break real quick. Talk about manticore arms, which Dalen before the show started, you're looking at their website. And you're like, man, I wish I could use more of manticore arms products. Because and he made you feel like what, like you didn't have enough cool guns. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I realized when looking at manicure Arms, so they cater to very specific set of guns that you guys watching probably have, but for some reason, I don't. And it yeah. made me just think, uh, my guns aren't cool.
0: Well, he definitely specifies in Bullpup guns. And that brings me into the Springfield Hellion. So if you guys have that gun, um, I just recently noticed, I was on their website, and I noticed that there's now a page dedicated for that gun. There's one product, it's not in stock, but I talked to Sven and he said that that is going to change her shortly. But I also have to believe that if there's an entire page dedicated for it, I wonder if he's in the works of creating more products for it. So um, yeah, if you are a big bullpup fan and you're looking to add some really cool accessories to kind of really customize your gun, definitely check out manaforearms.com. Don't forget to use the code pewpew15, all one word, and that's going to get you 15% off.
1: And I saw their hammerhead forend for the Hellion. And that made me want to get Hellion even more. I know. So they have yeah. some pretty cool stuff in uh, on that page. And then that brings us to the pros of pocket pistols. Since we kind of are sorry, we covered the pros already. That brings us from the pros to the cons. And this is pretty easy. Like this is the reason people don't carry pocket pistols every day. Like these are all the reasons why pocket pistols aren't what they used to be. They used to have their big moment. And now they mainly just end up in like evidence lockers or whatever. You know what I mean? But let's go over some of the cons. Um, What are the main ones you see like from a training perspective, the cons to these pocket pistols?
0: Okay, so nothing irks me more than when a new student, somebody who's never shot a gun before, they show up with the tiniest little gun and they're just like, well, you know, I saw it. It's really small and it must be really easy to shoot, which I guess makes in theory like oh you know just like my little dog it's like cute and little and tame but peaches is also a chihuahua so she's got you know she's kind of a little crazy too a little rough around the edges just like the little tiny handguns like they are not pleasant to shoot and i definitely don't recommend them for beginners at all
1: and i can hear peaches just making she's, noises i know she sounds so- like she's mad at you
0: She's actually like she's trying to play with me right now and she's like biting my hands. And that's why I was like, Yeah, don't let this cute little face fool you because she's got quite the little bite to her. Um, you know, just like yes, yeah, so you could probably hear her breathing and she's probably like, Okay, mom, enough. Cause we did record two shows back to back today. Um, because we've both been traveling. But yeah, there's nothing worse. I mean, especially if it's an LCP or the bodyguard. Um, even the Kel-tech, the one that you mentioned, um, there's been that not like in recent years, but there has been a few in the past that have showed up with that handgun and I don't think it's very pleasant to shoot.
1: Well, um, you can't learn proper firearms fundamentals when you have a gun that is like that. Like you really can't like I would almost say a course, you you shouldn't be spending all the money on a course unless you have a gun where you can learn those fundamentals. It makes it well, really I don't difficult. know. So
0: why why would you say that, that you can't practice those fundamentals because of it?
1: I would, I would say that it um, would make it harder to be aware of the way that the trigger pull would move your sights and just sort of like the the movement of the gun itself and possibly gripping it as well. I feel like it's just weird. Yeah. You have like half of your fingers are hanging off and you got like two two fingers hanging on for dear life when you shoot those things. And the sights are like, how do you learn to line up the sights specifically on the kel P380 if you've never shot a gun before and you get yeah. this odd rounded these odd rounded iron sights that you then like almost line up almost like in a dome. And so it doesn't translate well to other handguns. So that's just from my non-training perspective. That's what I would assume looking at these guns.
0: No, that's actually a really, really good point, especially with the LCP, like the little tiny notches, like it really isn't that defined. So if you're just like, Hey, line up your sights like this, they're like, well, what are you even talking about? But it's also kind of, you see that similarly on a lot of revolvers very similar little notch sights. So but I I guess I I completely agree. I mean, even you know, the grip, like, yeah, a few fingers are hanging off, and you're kind of just gripping it sort of in a way. And yeah,
1: so it scares you from shooting, like, if it's an unpleasant, slightly painful experience, because shooting these pocket pistols is, it's a little bit scary, and might even deter people from practicing or training like they should. So I guess there's that aspect as well.
0: I think it would develop people to anticipate the recoil quite like quite a bit more than you would with a typical, like a regular handgun. And then also, and I think this would be my last point is as far as as like, let's say you hate the gun and you're like, I just want to get rid of it. Good luck selling it and getting even a fraction of what you paid for it, which is most guns. But like I've seen so many people try to trade in their LCP and they get like nothing for it. So it also does not hold its resale value.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good point. If you guys, it's just a tip as well. If you're looking to purchase a pocket pistol for some weird reason, if you're somebody like me who just likes to go (laughs) through the pain of shooting a pocket pistol, get it used. That's what I did. You had to, for the model I got, but if you're going to do it, maybe getting it used is a good option because you're not really getting full value if you ever do intend to sell it, which nobody intends to sell their guns ever, I, I understand. But hmm. sometimes it ends up happening because it's not a gun that works for you. Um, so just keep that in mind, you know, when you're purchasing those, that, that gun as well. And I think the con- another con that comes with it is the performance, the a little bit of like anemic performance. You, you won't be able to re- reach out to distance. Um, it will do the job from the ballistic testing I've done but it's sort of one of those rounds where you just have to tune things perfectly because if you use like Winchester hollow points, from what I tested, it got clogged in the heavy cloth barrier and didn't expand at all. I was I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I actually, just because it doesn't have the power.
0: I'm really glad you you said that. So for the longest time, I used to carry a Glock 42, which is chambered in 380. And I loved that little gun. I could shoot it really well. Um, but I did some ballistic testing, and it wasn't with Federal ammo. It was a different ammo company at the time. And I made like a meat target, you know, where I got a rack of ribs and some pork, and I think some oranges and stuff to sort of, you know, like let's pretend like those are the organs. But
1: and a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah, and like kind of just wrapped it all up. And I was really taken back by the performance of the 380, like. By far, like nine millimeter outperformed 380, and that was kind of eye opening. And like ever since then, like I stopped carrying 380. I do think that 380 is better than no gun, even a 22. Better than no gun. I would not want to be shot with a 22 or a 380. But I do think that when you look at you know the performance of it, and then also make sure that you research whatever type of ammo that you're putting through, because some. Self-defense ammo is better than others. Um, that's extremely important.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely do your research if it's something you're gonna do. I'll just recommend off the top of my head the Defiant munitions, just because I tested it, saw the expansion, la di da di da. So I know that they'll get the twelve inches through the heavy cloth barrier and expand. Mm-hmm. I would steer clear of uh, Winchester hollow points, just from my experience. Again, you guys might test something else, test something out, and find something other results, but that's sort of just what I saw and I'm not about to go like run, you know, controlled trials for all of these different hollow points because I have like one block of ballistics gel. So it's just my one-off experience with it, but that is definitely something to keep in mind. And that brings us to our listener of the week segment closing up today. Today's a little bit of a shorter episode, but you know, that's totally fine and, and guys feel free to send us your questions. Your would you rather propositions for us and also make sure to leave us a review. That's what this last segment is. This is where we share a review that you guys have left on Apple podcast. And we are going to be giving away a sling to somebody that reviews this podcast. Now we've had very few reviews in the past. So your likelihood of leaving a review and being selected for this are actually pretty high. So definitely leave a review. So for our listener of the week, I'm actually going to pull some comments from the YouTube video. Um, but generally, we're going to be going for the reviews when we have them. And one says, "Oh yeah, finally a new podcast to listen to while I do art. I'm not even a podcast person, but this looks amazing." And this was from Thomas the Turtle eight three six eight. So thank you for leaving that. And we got one more from Pilot Cooper nine two six five. Hey, Dalen. I think that's how you spell your name. I love your short podcasts on Stitcher. And I love that you are making long ones too. So for anybody who's been listening since the beginning, I did short ones before we launched this big one. So thank you for leaving that comment. And that wraps up this episode. Ava, do you have anything else you want to say?
0: Um, No, other than if you guys are watching YouTube, look how cute Peaches looks right now.
1: And I feel like listeners
0: are going to be like, we don't care about your dog. Move on lady. <laughs> but I still care about her. Peaches she does look pretty cute, cute for anybody listening. <laughs> I mean, she's just like, she's she, looking at your face on the, on the computer and it's pretty adorable. So, but yeah, on well, that note, uh, we do appreciate everyone listening. And again, this is a new podcast. So thank you for your patience as we get our feet wet, but really looking forward to, uh, talking to you guys again, hearing from us, or for you guys hearing from us uh, on Tuesday. And on that note, we're out of here.